Welcome to The Blind Side. News and information from a blindness perspective. Here's Jonathan Mosen. And look at this. This is episode 69 and it is also the last episode of The Blind Side for 2017. We will be taking a break for the next month or so and I anticipate having the first edition of The Blind Side for 2018, which will be episode 70, available probably in the week of the 22nd of January, which is when Mosen Consulting's offices reopen. We don't quite make it there. Certainly the second week that we're here, which will be, uh, well, I guess into early February. But we do hope to have a podcast out in the week of the 22nd of January. Very much looking forward to the recharge time here in Wellington, the capital of New Zealand. We have had a lovely bit of summery weather. It's really quite epic. And it sounds like it's going to be a lovely, long, hot summer, which is how we like Christmas here in the Southern Hemisphere. There's a possibility that you may be listening to this After Christmas, perhaps things have got a bit hectic before the festive season and you're getting around to hearing episode 69 a little after that. Well, this episode is for you because we're going to be talking to somebody who continues to make a huge contribution to our community, who found a gap in the market and has filled it so well. We're going to be speaking with Mel Scott from Blind Alive. I've been wanting to talk to Mel for a wee while and now seemed like a very good time for two reasons. First, Maybe after having a little bit too much indulgence at Christmas time, you are thinking about getting into shape for 2018. Well, Blind Alive can help you with that. It's also a good time to talk to Mel because they've just released their iOS app towards the end of November. So now if you want to purchase Blind Alive workouts from the iOS app, you can do exactly that. We'll be talking about how to do that. And I just think it's great that Mel has made this contribution. She has uh, decided to get into a market which is a difficult one, and we'll talk about the difficulties of the market. But if you're interested in getting into shape, making 2018 your best yet, then have a listen to Mel because she's got some great advice for you. And I have to say, it's a subject I feel pretty passionate about, having made a bit of a transformation myself. And I've talked about this in other contexts on the podcast in the past. So I did enjoy our chat with Mel. Looking forward to bringing that to you in just a moment. Now, just a reminder that the Mosin Consulting offices are closed from the 22nd of December until the 22nd of January. Yep, it is a nice long New Zealand summer and we like it that way. We will try and answer in a reasonably timely manner any questions you have relating to difficulty in obtaining something from the store. The store is automated. So, you know, this is a good time of year, right? If you've got a little bit of time off to maybe get into the podcasting course, that nice long podcasting course or the broadcasted course on Station Playlist and Broadcasting or any of our other titles, the Zoom Cloud Meetings having a look at uh, the iOS bundle. There's all sorts of things you can do. And the store's automated, so when you purchase from us, you don't have to wait for the purchase to be delivered manually. It's an automated process. When you pay with PayPal, there's a link. Once you've made your payment, that returns you to the Mosin Consulting store. And when you go back there, you will find links to your purchase right away so that you can make the download. We do also email the download links to you, but sometimes... We get our emails detected as spam and ISPs filter them and do terrible things. Sadly, email is becoming increasingly unreliable because of uh, all the spam that's out there. So the best thing to do when you make a purchase from our store is to make sure you click back through from PayPal to the thank you page. 
and then you will find the links right there to download your purchase. So that will keep going. If you do have any issue with downloading, then we can't help during this off period with apps to read them with or whatever. All we can really do is make sure you get what you paid for. And then, especially during this uh, summer period, it's up to you to find a utility, an app on your PC, your Mac, your iPhone, your Android device to read what you purchased. But if you have some problem with that, with actually getting what you paid for, obviously we're not going to have you wait a month for that and we'll do our best to sort things out in a timely manner. But for all other inquiries, we're not responding. We are not. We're having a break. And so uh, they will wait. We'll, we'll keep them in the queue until the 22nd of January. I hope you have a restful time off like we intend to. Mushroom FM has some great holiday programming coming up for you. Do check the schedule, which is displayed in your time zone at mushroomfm.com slash schedule. That's mushroomfm.com slash schedule. Some great festive season programming. And then at New Year, we'll be doing the traditional thing that we've been doing, gosh, you know, for almost a decade now. And that is to bring you a New Year's celebration from New Zealand, since New Zealand's pretty much the first to see the New Year. So that will be on on New Year's Eve at 3 a.m. Eastern Time. Yeah, at this time of the year, New Zealand is actually 18 hours ahead of U.S. Eastern Time, 21 hours ahead of U.S. Pacific Time. And so at 3 a.m. Eastern Time on New Year's Eve, that's 9 p.m. on New Year's Eve in the evening here in New Zealand, of course, we will be counting down into 2018 with a bunch of guests and having a lot of fun. That will be live and it's a bit of a good old party. So we look forward to having you tune in to that and keeping us company. Feel the need to sound off? Share your thoughts about this week's show by email. Send an audio file or write it down and email theblindside at mosin.org. In response to last week's podcast, I'm Chris from England, and I just wanted to thank you for the great interview with Emma Benison concerning her shocking treatment by Virgin Australia. I'm totally blind myself, says Chris, and work in the public transport industry, promoting disability awareness and accessibility mainly within the rail industry here in England, although I quite often take short-haul flights to elsewhere in Europe. Just pausing the email there to say I must say I've had some very good experiences with rail in the UK. The assistance that you can get in the UK with rail is quite remarkable in my view. I mean, you can have somebody get you uh, right onto the train and be there to meet you off the train. I've had some very good luck in unfamiliar destinations. So if you have something to do with that, Chris, well, I for one am grateful. Just continuing the email, everything which Emma had to say rang true with some of my numerous experiences over here. He says, things have got especially bad now that since 2006 and the adoption of the EU regulation 1107-2006, the meet and assist service for passengers is now the responsibility of the airport rather than the individual airline. And so these types of services have been contracted out to so-called specialist firms. These firms tend to have poorly paid and poorly motivated staff who usually carry out the assistance requests, but it's much more service with a snarl rather than service with a smile. I like that. I must remember that, especially when you, as I always do, refuse to sit in the wheelchair, which is brought along more often than not. Absolutely, Chris, I refuse to sit in the wheelchair as well. It's an accommodation that we don't need. And the industry needs to be sensitive to providing the accommodations that we do request, not the accommodations that they think they want to impose on us. So good for you for holding out on that one. 
Anyway, says Chris, Emma did all the right things in my experience, i.e. remained calm and professional, etc. As I've had to do on numerous occasions myself. I agree with her wholeheartedly, though, when she ponders what would have happened had someone with less knowledge and experience to fall back on, and this is always a concern of mine when I have a less than positive experience whilst traveling. Thanks very much, Chris. I appreciate the email. It's time to hear from this week's featured guest on The Blind Side. It's the last Blindside podcast of 2017, and that means that you might be thinking about 2018 New Year's resolutions. One of those might be to get in shape, and it's a great idea. As somebody who's now, I think, well over 70 pounds down, it's a great feeling to be able to put something on a shirt that you used to wear and your kids make some sort of comment like, man, this looks like a tent on you. It's certainly better than the opposite problem. One way that you can do that to get into shape is to get in touch with Blind Alive and access their workouts and other material that they have to talk about Blind Alive. Who better to talk with than its founder, Mel Scott? Mel, it's a real pleasure to have you on the blind side. I've been looking forward to doing this for quite a while. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. This is great fun. Yeah, I've been looking forward to it too. Let's talk about you first and your background. What got you into Blind Alive? What did you do before Blind Alive? Wow, I was a massage therapist for 32 years, I think it was. I had my own practice, and I decided it was time to to do something different. Um, In 2009, I believe it was, I had a a bout with, with breast cancer, and my upper body strength was compromised after that, and so I decided I'm going to do something different, and this is this is what showed up. <laughs> Why did it show up? What what made you decide to pursue this whole idea of blind people and fitness? Because it does seem to me that you found a niche. A lot of blind people struggle going to the gym because you're full of people. You know, there are feet kicking everywhere. There's equipment that might not be accessible. Actually being in shape as a blind person, it's not necessarily that easy. You are exactly right. And that is what I found. I've always been interested in fitness. You know, I started doing yoga, I guess, when I was about 15 and swimming in college and walking and just all of, you know, just being very aware and careful with my body and massage therapy just, you know, fell in. It just, it fit so well with me. And then when I decided to, to change over, I don't know exactly what happened. One day, I was riding my bike, my stationary bike, and I was mad. I was upset because I wanted the the DVDs, you know, the, what is it, PX90 or the, the Beachbody, you know, all those fabulous DVDs, those exercise programs. And I I would order them and I would get them and I couldn't do them. And it made me mad. So I I just thought to myself, you know, nobody's going to do this for me. I'm I'm going to need to create it myself if if because nobody's going to do it. So I thought, okay, if this, if I want this, then there's got to be other people in the blind community that want it too. And that's what happened. I had been thinking about uh doing something on my own 
um, I had been working, helping um, Vashon Jones with Fedora Outlier. He taught me everything I know about the Mac. And I, I was working with him some, and I realized, you know, technology is not my thing. My thing is fitness. And so I used what I learned about podcasting and blogging and the computer and all of that and moved it over to to fitness. And so that day when I was riding my bike, I just, I got this huge energy flood and it just said, you create it, you go do it. And I thought I can do this. And I got off my bike and went straight to my computer and just started making lists. And within six months, six to eight months, I had the website. I had six workouts. I don't think I had started my podcast at that time. Uh, but that's, that's what happened. It just fell into place. <laughs> Can I ask you about that bout with breast cancer? Because I do hear from people who say, when you have something like that happen to you and you're really confronted with your own mortality, you do tend to have a, a greater sense of urgency if you're given a second chance, if you're able to survive that and recover from it. You, you tend to be a little bit more driven than before. Absolutely. That's that's absolutely the truth. And I had done massage therapy for 32 years and I and I knew that I wasn't finished serving. And this this worked for me and the the whole breast cancer thing. I was so lucky to have caught it, you know, very early and I took pretty aggressive measures, you know, to make sure that it, it didn't cause me problems. And um, un- unfortunately, um, it did show back up uh, two, exactly two years ago. And so last year, I spent doing treatments and, you know, that whole thing. I did not do the really aggressive treatments. I told the doctors, I said, you know what? I'm not doing this. I'm I'm willing to do two of the drugs, but two of the other ones I'm not willing to do because I believe that I can I can take care of myself and keep the cancer at bay by being fit and eating well and exercising every day and keeping my weight off. We might live longer possibly if you know, we do all the aggressive drugs and that kind of thing, but I don't necessarily think the quality of life is better. So I'm very passionate and devoted to taking care of my most precious possession. And I like and really enjoy motivating and inspiring people to do the same because we've got one body. That's all we get. What is eating well in your mind? It's it's a highly debatable point these days, isn't it? And there are very distinct schools of thought. What do what what works for you, or what do you personally recommend? In terms of in terms of eating well, is that what you said? Yes, diet and lifestyle. I mean, for example, a, a, the weight I've lost is due to going really ketogenic, uh, high fat, mm-hmm. um, high go. protein, and low carbohydrate, and the weight just fell off me. And I, I did a lot of reading about this before adopting the lifestyle because it seemed so counterintuitive and I was worried right. about killing myself. And yet <laughs> I, I just feel so full of energy and, you know, just cutting the carbs and eating lots of good healthy fats is just 
skyrocketed my metabolism, my energy, everything. And yet other people say, look, you've just got to count the calories. You've got to keep the, the fat out of your diet. You've got to eat lots no. of, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. And everybody is different. And we, you know, we have to put that disclaimer in there because everybody is different. And, you know, some bodies can't handle that ketogenic diet. And some really do great with it. And I do that. I eat very few carbs. And the carbs that I do take in are in the form of wine or beer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I have, I have, I have my glass of wine every night and I enjoy it. And that's, you know, a lot of days, that's my carbs. I also have chocolate every single day. But other than that, I'm eating pretty much just plants. And some I do eat some sprouted, sprouted grains, um, you know, lots of nuts and seeds. And I do eat meat occasionally. What I say is I'll eat meat if I know who, who its daddy was. Right. <laughs> you know, if I know who raised it, where it came from, and, uh, you know, that, that whole thing. I'm very particular about, you know, we are what we eat. And also, I can get very passionate about taking care of the planet. And, you know, eating, eating a plant-based diet is going to be better for, for all of us. So, obviously, you got my passion point. <laughs> yeah, I, I tend to eat a lot, of, uh, a lot of meat here. But in New Zealand, we are quite fortunate in the sense that not a lot of our meat here is grain-fed. And the stuff that is, is purely for the export market, for people who want grain-fed meat. Everything is grass-fed Yeah, like here. the U.S. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything's grass-fed here. So, uh, just the butter that you pick up in the supermarket is grass-fed as a matter of course. It's not some sort of special thing. And yet, in the U.S., you know, you've really got to pay a premium for grass-fed butter there. So we are quite fortunate in that regard. Oh, you are. You are. I want to live there. <laughs> You'd be very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about how Blind Alive got started then. Um, so you, you made this monumental decision and you decided that you were going to crack this yourself and make fitness accessible. And I think one of the things that that you've really been been able to do and shown some leadership in our community is if there's something that you felt like you needed to get some expertise to handle, you've, you've brought in some good people around you to build up this business. Absolutely. Because I'm not a technology person and I'm not a podcast editor. I'm not even a fitness instructor. And so I consulted and brought in people that can help me do the things that I can't or don't want to do. And if you're going to have a business of any kind, I, I feel like you really need to make that investment to, to bring in people that are smarter. You know, I just, I'm always looking for people that are smarter than me. And I've got a million ideas. And, but I, I you know, I can't act on, you know, I can't make, manifest if I don't bring in the people that can help me to to pull the, to pull them out of the ether as it were you know so that's that's true Lisa Salinger uh so fortunate to have her she knows the technology 
her her brain works very differently from mine and she just helps me be sane and then my web developer chris cox you know my whole website everything it's been completely you know built from scratch so that everything is accessible that's my main thing the website isn't beautiful but it works mm. and visual beauty is uh, was was down on the priority list for the you know for the website but i am going to start kicking that up a, a little bit now and then uh, austin seraphin he's been with me about 3 years now and he's totally blind and he wanted to build an app and we talked and i just said okay let's let's see if we can do this and it took us a long time i mean because the learning curve was just huge and believe me we are still i mean we're learning every every day every minute i'm i'm learning something and uh yeah, thanksgiving day i got an email in my inbox it says congratulations your i your apple is your apple your app is um for sale on the app store and i just about hit the ceiling i was so freaked out because it was a surprise we kept thinking we'd submitted it so many times and it had been rejected and you know i just fully expected it to be rejected again <laughs> what were they rejecting it, it for were there were there some technical reasons they were rejecting it or what was what was their issue with the app well, the thing is, we were doing test flight, and all the beta testers, everything was beautiful, and what do they call it, IV4, I-something-6, I don't know what it is, I don't even know what it's called, but they didn't, they didn't tell us that whatever it was had to be 6 and not 4, so um, we had to go back and, and restructure everything, and then they would say things like, well, your restore all purchases button isn't there. Well, it totally was there. It's just it they couldn't see it. <laughs> right. Sounds like accessibility in reverse, right? Voiceover it, users can see it and they couldn't see it visually. Exactly. And so <laughs> that's, that's exactly Yeah, it is. It's it's hysterical. And so that has been the problem. It works beautifully with voiceover, uh, but sighted users uh, you know, have have problems with it so then the reviewers were having problems with it but we we've gotten most of that worked out now so anyway i diverted from your question you have to keep me on track now that, that, that's interesting because there are some geeks who are listening to this who are interested i also wanted to ask you about um the, the the website are you running that in wordpress or drupal or what's what's powering that it's squarespace oh right okay mm -hmm. um and the shopping cart is custom built mm -hmm. um completely custom built so squarespace it's it's all you know the whole back end is has been hand, hand built as it were um you know and i think sometimes if i had known what i was doing but you know i, I may have done things a little bit differently but because I don't know what I'm doing, I'm in it now up to my eyeballs. And so I'll just, I'll stay the way it is. But my web guy, because we had talked about possibly moving over to WordPress. And the concern was that there are so many third-party plugins that if 
one of those plugins wasn't updated or the accessibility functions got broken that it could bring down the website. And we just decided, let's just do it right from the beginning so we're not continually going back and fixing every, you know, fixing things. So that's, that's what we're doing. And then the shopping cart, it's all custom, but it does go through PayPal. You can pay through PayPal, but the, the shopping cart itself is, it's, it's very, very easy to navigate. I imagine doing the app may have been a difficult business decision for you because this market is small and it's also a market where people often don't have a lot of discretionary income. So it's a a very tough market to sell to. And then you've got Apple taking their 30% cut on (laughs) everything that you sell. And that's a very tough one for a market this size, isn't it? It is. And to be perfectly honest, we don't know what toll it's going to take yet because I haven't even seen any real financial reports. I haven't even, I haven't gotten paid because it just came out on Thanksgiving day. And I think uh, they pay out every month. So I don't, I don't even know what the difference is going to be. What we have seen is that the website traffic has dropped off a, a lot. And I don't know what that means. Money-wise, you know, and I'll be perfectly honest with you. I'm a very, very transparent person. Uh, we are, are not making a profit. I'm not, break, I'm not anywhere near breaking even mm-hmm. at this point. So I do need to make some changes or to find a way to reach the people that I'm not reaching because I'm sure you you realize I call it the blindosphere. The blindosphere is it's not a huge amount of people. And you and I talk to the same people. You talk to the same people that I talk to from on on podcast. And you probably connected with the same people on Facebook and Twitter and uh what all the you know whatever all the other socials where we hang out. There's a huge amount more blind people out there that could make use of what I have to offer and what you have to offer, but they're very challenging to get to. So that's what I'm bumping up against is figuring out how to get to those people that aren't where we are. It is a fascinating market with some quite unique dynamics. If people go to the Blind Alive website, what's on the website for people to look at? Okay, so we have a blog that comes out every week, which uh, you can also subscribe to the newsletter there on the website, and then that blog will land in your inbox just once a week. And then if we have special announcements, uh, you'll you'll get a newsletter. Any you know any workouts or you know announcements for new programs or promotions or anything like that will come through the the newsletter. There's a, a podcast that comes out every two weeks. And then the main event are the the exercise programs. And at this point we have 20, 20, I think. We've got uh cardio workouts and sculpting with weights workouts 
and uh, you know, so weightlifting. I've got a bar method. I've got three yoga programs, three Pilates programs. I have a balance and stretching series. the The latest one we just put up was a uh, introduction to foam uh, foam roller, and I've got a uh, interval training workout coming out uh, in probably a couple of weeks. I haven't a hundred percent decided when we're going to post that, but it's, it's ready, ready to go. So you can go to the website and purchase everything yet, you know, as a, a single digital download, or you can get the bundles, which are, you know, significantly discounted. So if you got, say the cardio bundle, uh, that would, be less than if you were to buy all three together. The thing that we're coming up up against is if you purchase the workouts from the website, that won't translate over to the app. So if you want to use them from the app, you have to purchase them from the app. You can't buy them from the website and then expect them to then just land in your app. We have not been able to work out that work out that whole thing because iTunes, you know, Apple won't won't let us. And they dictate the the price, the pricing structure as well. So that dot ninety nine cents that you see everywhere is because they made me do it. <laughs> I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. <laughs> you know? But uh, so that's that's what's there. It's uh, it's quite a bit and growing all the time. So if someone's decided that 2018 is the year where they're going to stop being a couch potato and really make some progress, I mean, if you have been pretty sedentary for a long time, you got to take it easy, right, to begin with. So where should one start with all of those workouts that are available? There is an entry-level bundle that has the you know some of the basic, the really basic ones. And I would suggest that starting with the gentle workout set, which is a set of four workouts that are 20 minutes long that you can actually do from a chair. You can do almost all of the exercises in that set from a chair. And then there's also chair yoga. So you don't have to worry about getting up and down from the floor. Also, the level one workouts, let's say you you can walk around the block and you can lift a pound. You could start with the level one workouts, cardio one and sculpting one, and those would be a great start. The thing that I think people allow themselves to to they rationalize in their head well you know i don't understand this one exercise the first time i hear it and so then they get frustrated and they quit so what i i tell people is turn it on listen to it attempt to follow along and if you get frustrated you stop and then the next day you turn it on again and you listen again. And it's amazing what our brains can do with a good night's sleep. 
you know, if you if you sleep, the next time you hear it, you're going to think, oh, I can't figure out why was this so hard? I, I got it this time. And then I think the other thing that that people put in front of them is, well, I can't do the whole 30 minute workout, so I'm not going to do any of it. And I just say, do two minutes. And then the next day, do two minutes again. And you'll be surprised at, you know, how quickly you can advance. So I, I just, that that's the thing. I just want to encourage people, don't let your, that frustration stop you. We've got to have tenacity. <laughs> Yes, I think what also happens too is that if your mind is telling you that something's going to be too difficult, either because you won't understand the instructions or because it's too intense, that will probably be true. <laughs> you know, that exactly. The mind is a very powerful thing. It is. It absolutely is. Although, again, it comes back to your niche because I remember a while ago now, um, I've been really seriously on this journey for a couple of years now, and I remember getting one of those seven-minute workout apps to begin with. Right. And uh, the, I was very frustrated by the instructions in that app, and they had pretty little pictures that sort of showed mm -hmm. you how you were supposed to squat or what you were supposed to do with the steps. Or the, and uh, luckily, I had sighted children around, and I could ask them for assistance. Not everybody has access to sighted assistance in that way. And I was so determined to crack it that I was able to crack it with their assistance. Presumably, you spend a lot of time with your instructors working on the way that these things are described so that they're in a blind-friendly manner. Absolutely. The way that works out is I decide what type of workout that I want or that I think pe other people want. And then I find an instructor. I have four that I work with. Um, Jennifer Kern, who, her mother is blind, so yes. she's a very natural describer. Uh, Shana Mayleaf, her mother is blind, and she is a very natural describer. And then Joe Semek is my yoga instructor, and he lives close to me, and he has a beautiful voice. And he comes to my house, and we go through it. And so he writes the script right, right there. We're working together. And then um, Barbara Seiden, she has her master's in uh in fitness education and she's an amazing fitness instructor but her voice and her willingness to be in front of the mic is not so great so what we do is we design the workout together she comes over she teaches me the moves so that i get the moves right and then i write the script and what i did for this last one was which is coming out in in a few weeks is i sent it off to a voiceover actor um, beautiful, beautiful uh, voice, and I'm I'm really excited. I, I'm super excited about that. But that's that's what happens. I mean, I have an ability to describe because I know what I understand as a blind person. So the the trick is to get as few words as possible, but have enough words so that you can get what's going on. And then what I do is there's the workout and then I have a whole other section that's just the audio description. So you can go through each exercise 
uh, on its own. And that is me walking you through it. And then we have a text file that is essentially the script broken up in different parts of different people learn, you know, in different ways. So I'm trying to act to get to help people to get it the way that they can get it. So there's a lot of time that goes into all to the workouts. When should somebody use cardio and when should they use strength training? What are the advantages of each for those who are just coming into this new? So as you probably know, since you've been doing a lot of this, you know, yourselves the last yourself the last couple of years, the research changes about every day. (laughs) Yeah, it's conflicting (laughs) too, isn't it? (laughs) Yes. So the right now they are saying that the best thing you can do for yourself is to do weight bearing exercise. That means plyometrics, which means things like body weight uh, exercises, say, you know, push-ups, planks, pull-ups, those kinds of things, lunges, squats, and lifting weights. That's going to help your body to burn more calories. You're going to feel stronger. You're, you're going to feel better. And if, if you have been a super sedentary person, starting with cardio is going to be hard because you're going to get out of breath very quickly. And you get frustrated. If you start with warming up your body just a little a little bit, doing a little bit of marching in place just to get your joints kind of loosey-goosey, then you can begin with a very light weight lifting. And then once you've got a couple of weeks of weight lifting so that your muscles are a little bit stronger, then you can move into more of the the cardio. Cardio is going to burn calories, it burns calories a little bit faster than weightlifting, but strong muscles burns calories longer. And so ultimately, weightlifting is the way to go. And cardio is good because it does strengthen your heart and your cardiovascular system. But if you're really looking to lose weight and straighten, you know, and strengthen your body and to feel toned, weightlifting is, is the way to go. I approached this whole thing from a technology standpoint because I knew that was what would kind of drive me and fascinate me and keep me engaged. So (laughs) I I got this little home gym now and I've got quite a few gadgets. I found that the one that I really found helpful when getting started was the rowing machine because it was kind of a combination of strength and cardio. Um, Mm -hmm. you, You set the rowing machine to a pretty heavy load and you're 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 lifting some heavy stuff with your arm muscles and and, and strengthening those, and that was cool. Uh, but you get a bit of a cardio workout too. And then I got one of these machines where it's kind of like a bench press, but it's a bit more versatile where you can load it up with a whole lot of weights and you can either pull the bar or lift the bar with your feet or there's probably a name for that sort of machine. But you can you can there's all sorts of bars right. that you you put load on and lift. And I use that a lot now. And um it's amazing because you're right. What what happens is the more muscle mass you have, the more it takes, the more energy it takes to keep your body working, and so you're burning you're, you're burning fuel basically um, with, right. the, with the more muscle. So it's it's pretty cool. Um, right. That's what, so you're burning you burn calories all the time. Yeah. If you've got strong muscles. Yes. The the one thing that frustrated me about that though, and um, 
I might be overlooking something, but the Apple Watch doesn't, it, it makes it hard to get credits for strength workouts. It's really easy to get uh, get praise and attention for the cardio, but it doesn't really seem to be able to cope with um, strength training-based workouts. I think I think that's right. And I I understand that people need a lot of, you know, gadgets or, you know, yeah. the gadgets are fun. I'm the worst for that. I freely admit yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, and and that and that's great. You know, because it you found something that that works for you. And I think in the end though, that self inner motivation needs to to be there because after a while the gadgets wear you know their the shininess wears off and it's not fun anymore and you know for me it's that inner inner motivation because I want to I want to stay alive for a long time and I want to feel good for a long time and you got to move yes I, I think I got very lucky in the sense that the gadgets saw me through long enough that all of a sudden I was having to, my kids were sort of bundling me onto a bus and forcing me to go out and buy a whole new wardrobe because <laughs> everything was just so baggy on me. And they said, yeah, yeah. We, we're, we're disowning you as a dad unless you completely replace <laughs> every item of clothing in your wardrobe. And when you get to that point, my goodness, it feels good when you've, oh, when you've achieved yeah. that, you know? It, it, and it, so then, then you don't need the gadgets to stay motivated because you think, I am never going back there. I'm never going back to where, you know, I, I have to, you know, in fact, I'm, I'm just about onto my second wardrobe replacement now, um, <laughs> which is pretty. That's so fun. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and you feel good about it. I, I'm interested in the psychology behind this. I don't want to sound like a quack about it, but sugar is incredibly Addictive. And my prediction Oof. is that one day we will feel exactly the same way about sugar that we currently do about tobacco. Oh, I do already. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I do too. Yeah. And and, art and artificial sweeteners. Yes. Oh, people yeah. People yeah. don't realize the, the damage that's being done and, and they don't, they make it worse. I, you know, I tell my, my people, I'd rather see you use sugar than artificial sweeteners you know i don't want you to use either one but i'd rather see you use some nice raw honey or some nice maple syrup or you know something like like that than an artificial sweetener you know i can i can go off on sugar and soft drinks and and that whole thing <laughs> i can really get wound up about them <laughs> And yet there is enough evidence out there now to be pretty clear that that stuff is killing us. It's doing incredible damage. You know, this epidemic of obesity and diabetes and just and dementia even, you know, a whole lot of things that you can link Absolutely. to diet and lifestyle. Why do people keep doing it? It's an incredible hold that these substances have on people when the evidence is clear and they're still guzzling the Coca-Cola or whatever it is. I know. and. I, it's, it's really difficult. You know, people do have different knowledge bases. They do have the idea that I can't, I can't afford it, you know? And also I think of people, they're, they're not exposed to the facts necessarily. I mean, you and I are motivated, but there are a lot of people 
that they don't know that they need to do something different than they're than they're doing. They know they don't feel good, but they don't know why. And doctors, doctors not don't tell you. They just say, "Oh, you need to lose weight," and you know, then you walk out of the doctor's office and people just feel in despair because they don't know what to do or where to turn. And in particularly our population, you know, they, they, the doctor might hand you a folder and says, here, go home and do these exercises. And they're, you know, like nice little pictures with very cryptic yeah. text directions and they can't do that. Yes. Yes. So historically we have been deprived of that information in an accessible way. That's right. And that that's where my passion comes from is I don't want inaccessibility to be the excuse for not getting up and appreciating appreciating your body and moving and feeding it well and moving it well and all the things that you that, that you do, you know. I my hope is that we can get the information out so that people have it. So then they have a choice. I can't make people exercise and I can't make them eat well, but I can give them the tools and the information. And people have to do with that what what they will. I was saying this to another person who was asking me about, you know, what I had done to to make this transformation. And I was saying to them, sometimes on a summer day, you can sit inside your house, maybe the windows are open because it's a summer day, and your neighbor is running a hedge trimmer or a weed eater. And so there's this constant horrible noise in the background. But after a while, your brain kind of desensitizes itself to it because it has to. And then finally, when that hedge trimmer or that weed eater stops, (laughs) there's this blissful, glorious silence. And you think, dude, I had no idea that was annoying me so much. And for me, the getting your life on track with what you eat and 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 how you move is like that you don't realize how bad you are feeling until you take control of your life and stop feeling badly exactly that's exactly right you know you it's that's exactly that's a it's a very good way to uh, way to put it you don't know that you're feeling bad until you stop <laughs> or, or 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 until your body really yells at you in some way with a huge amount of pain you know i one of my big things is is water mm. and people tell me oh my back hurts you know my leg hurts whatever it is and i say well how much water do you drink and i i tell you i swear to you this is the truth i had a client one time and she would come to me every six months or so, and she would be in such pain, and she would tell me all these things that were wrong with her. And I said, I said, so how much water do you drink? And she goes, oh, I drink, I drink Coke. Mm. Um, she, said, she said, I have a Coke by my bed, and I drink Coke off and on all night long. And she was telling me about all the pain she had, and she has restless legs, and she doesn't sleep well, and I'm just... I just had to bite my tongue, you know, it's, it's the drinking water and substituting water for pretty much every other beverage. That one change in your life can make a 
giant difference. It's huge. And people just, they just don't, they don't know. It's interesting you say this because those who have been listening to the podcast in recent weeks will know that we've been living in these awful conditions because my wife, Bonnie, has decided that we needed to upgrade our admittedly antiquated kitchen. And um, <laughs> I I have basically given her, you know, you, I said to her, you're the project manager over this. I don't really mind. Just d do what you want. Uh, but please, let's have a working kitchen again soon because we we actually we actually had our kitchen um, almost ready to go, and then the 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 big we got a new breakfast bar and a new countertop and everything, and it it got mm -hmm. delivered to the people who were supposed to be sending it out to us, and they promptly ran it over with a forklift, and so they had to manufacture another one, and that delayed us for quite some time. But where I'm going with this is that the one thing that Bonnie did very kindly do was because of all the water that I drink. We now, and the kitchen is up and running, I'm pleased to say, in time for Christmas. <laughs> we now um, have the, where, where the sink is, there's actually um, two sort of faucets built into the sink. One is specifically designed to dispense purified drinking water, and it's actually built right in to, to the sink. There's nothing to install or maintain, or it's really cool. And the plumber said, Oh, I haven't actually seen anything like this before. So we can just walk up to the sink with a with a nice glass and turn on this very special tap and it dispenses purified water from everywhere. And, you know, the difference that it makes, and it's not just any old water. I learned something the hard way um, a couple of years ago. I thought after reading a bit that it might benefit me to drink distilled water. And it was one of the worst mistakes I ever made no, in my no, life. No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, because I yeah, I know that now. I went to a game, a, a cricket match. So you're out in the sun all day. And I came back, and that night I had the most insane leg cramps. Mm. It mm. was, you know, And cramping your leg is just hideous. And it, it turned out that it was just because of, of all the goodness that the minerals that the distilling process was taking out of the water. And as soon as I went to drinking you know, proper purified water that wasn't distilled, all the cramps right. went away. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And you need to eat a lot of uh, watery vegetables, yeah. fruits and vegetables, because you can get a lot of water that way too. And that that rides along with the, the minerals and and vitamins. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bet your body did feel bad drinking distilled water because it was probably actually leaching out the minerals and that kind of thing from your muscles and your bones. Yeah. Um, which uh, probably didn't feel so good. Dumb idea. But it's kind of fun to do a <laughs> bit of biohacking and learn what works and what doesn't. L listen to your body and, and, and things. And I've learned a lot that way. But um, do you take supplements as well? Are you into sort of things like fish oil and multivitamins and that sort of thing? I do. I I do. I go see uh, an acupuncturist, and um, I I really do struggle with depression, particularly. For, well, for for me, this time of year, it's winter and dark, and uh, so I go see an acupuncturist, and she keeps my keeps me on track with different different supplements. Um, you know, I do a lot of vitamin D and calcium and magnesium and vitamin A and, you know, and probiotics, do a lot of probiotics. But I, I do, you know, green shakes uh, pretty much every morning. So I'm getting a lot of good stuff from my from my diet. I'd, I'd rather get get this vitamins and supplements that way rather than 
taking a whole lot of pills, but I I take enough. The yoga interests me because this isn't necessarily about physical fitness. This is more about kind of body and mind connection, right? Yoga can totally be physical fitness. Okay. Uh, and it, I mean, it, it is physical fitness, but it, it has that fabulous component of gearing you down um, at the same time, which is, is the beauty of it. I adore door yoga um and you know but there, there's power yoga there's all different kinds of yoga now and i mean you can you can get super fit by doing doing yoga and then there's the gentle the gentle yoga which is you know more about strength and flexibility but also that mind soothing calming connection which i i meditate i do i meditate mm. every day uh that's super important for for me um and i do that sometimes with yoga i do that with sound i do sound meditations i do breathing meditations uh i i journal and i write i write and read uh text that help me to just get my head in the right place I'm really pleased you brought meditation up. I was going to ask you about whether that plays a part in your life because, you know, while I'm still, a, while, while we're all still works in progress, I suppose, I have to say meditation has just made me such a better person. And um, I do I do 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes in the evening and it just keeps me grounded. Uh, and it also, it makes the difficult, you know, you, inevitably there will be tragedies and difficulties um, in your life, um, and and it just keeps you grounded. Absolutely. So, with the the um, what what got you going with the fifteen minutes in the morning and fifteen minutes at? Well, it's th- this is interesting. So, I started off, I guess, seriously. I, I had a few meditation apps that I'd picked up over the years because I was sort of curious about it. Mainly thanks to the Beatles. You know, my major Beatles character. And of course, they did <laughs> yeah, the, right. the, yeah. the they did the Maharishi uh, Mahayogi med- meditations. Um, so I, I got a bit interested in in what that what the benefits might be. Uh, but then I really, I think, got seriously into it with Headspace, like a lot of people, which is really right. focused on mindfulness meditation. But mm-hmm. then I felt that something else, I felt I wasn't quite finished with the journey and I was still looking for something beyond the mindfulness meditation. And I still pay attention to my breath and I still do mindfulness meditation. And I use um, the John Kabat-Zinn apps as well, which mm-hmm. I find very, very good indeed. But then I came across a woman called Emily Fletcher who does a course called Ziva Mind Meditation which is kind of like a cheaper version of transcendental meditation where you have a mantra that you focus on. And that's the 15 minutes I do each end of the day is the mantra-based meditation. And I really find that incredibly grounding. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that, that that sounds great. Have you considered broadening what Blind Alive is doing to include things like mindfulness and, and meditation? Because there are too many of these apps that have accessibility issues and it can be incredibly frustrating, not actually good for one's peace of mind when you download an app that you think is going to really get you grounded and you find button, button, button. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's exactly right. Well, the, um, the, in the app, I actually have 
a sleep meditation that I recorded and a guided relaxation that was recorded by Joe Simic, my yoga teacher. And his, his voice is just fabulous. And it's basically, it's a guided relaxation, but you know how a lot of the, the guided relaxation and meditations, they're all visual, you know, yes, see yourself yes, in the beautiful garden with the flowers and the blue yeah. sky and the bubbly, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so I wanted to have something that, that didn't trigger us as people who are blind. Very good. Yes. And so those are actually free when you get the, you know, the app is free. So the free ones are there's a morning, uh, morning meditation, uh, an evening one, a morning stretch, an evening stretch, and then a sleep meditation and a guided relaxation. So I am thinking of that, those kinds of things. In fact, I was thinking a lot about it this morning, actually. <laughs> it's really great. Yeah. So that means that there is content that people can explore at no charge when they install the Blind Alive app and have a look at it. Yes. Yes. Those are those are the the four free ones, and there aren't any really, you know, big time workouts that are free. But I'm working on that. It's we're you know we're working out, we're, we're working up to that. I'm what I'm doing is um, making a couple of the the workouts a little bit shorter, so that they can be, you know, free free downloads, so people can get a taste of what's what the other ones are about. Do you get feedback from your customers in terms of the difference that what you're doing is making in their lives? Yes. And that's what keeps me going. <laughs> you know, people, people write to me and, you know, they're just so thrilled that they've got something that they can do. And, you know, vocational rehabilitation teachers and orientation and mobility counselors, those people are really happy to, to see what I'm doing too, because then they can help their, their clients that they're working with to, to know what resources there, there are. And yeah, I save those emails when I get, you know, good reviews or good feedback. I, I save them in a special folder. So when I get down, I can go read them. It's good. It's a good thing to do, actually, to, to just when the chips are down and sometimes you do have difficult days in life and in business to have those emails to refer to, to remind you what why you're doing what you're doing. Exactly. That's for sure. Yeah. So it's, it sounds like you're doing just a fantastic job and uh, I'm sure the best is yet to come. What's the best way for people to find this app? If they search for Blind Alive in the iOS app store, is it going to come up? Yeah, it will. If you search for Blind Alive without any spaces, it'll come up better. And I, I don't know if there's a way we can make it search better in the in the app store or not. That's something we haven't looked in up, uh, you know, looked into. But Blind Alive, if you do that, it'll come up. If you look up Eyes Free Fitness, and that's E Y E S hyphen F R E E Fitness, it will come up also and and then there's the website which is blindalive.com that you know that'll come up uh, you could also search on icefreefitness.com that comes up too <laughs> very good and we will provide a link to both the website and the app in the show notes for this podcast so people will be able to bring those show notes up and find it very quickly and they'll just choose the link it'll if you choose the link on your iphone for the app it'll pop right up in the app yeah. store 
And exactly. so, so, so we'll do that. It's an That's absolute right. pleasure to talk to you. And, and yeah. The, yeah, the difference that you're making is just super impressive. So I'm glad we finally got to do this, and I'm sure that we'll keep yeah. in touch. Oh, yeah, this has been so fun. I've really, really enjoyed the conversation, and we just we just blabbed and blabbed. <laughs> That's right. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Lovely to talk to Mel Scott to end The Blind Side for 2017. Looking forward to being back with you in 2018. Can I close by saying thank you so much for supporting this podcast? The listenership continues to grow. And I really appreciate that. We try to mix it up. We try to look at blindness from a range of angles. We look at the technological side of things, current affairs, politics, emotional well-being, spiritual issues. We've done it all in 2017 because there are blindness angles to most things in life. And it's been a blast covering them. I'm looking forward to the break, but I'm also looking forward to being back with you, recharged and doing it all again in 2018. Thank you so much. If you're listening to this before Christmas, if you celebrate it, have a very Merry Christmas. If you're doing the Hanukkah thing, have a great one. As Bonnie says, I think she picked this up from Seinfeld. She tells me happy festivals for the rest of us. I think that covers all the bases. <laughs> have a great new year. And we'll see you back in 2018. Thank you so much for your support of The Blind Side. I do really appreciate it a lot. Thanks for listening to The Blind Side, a production of Mosin Consulting, on the web at mosin.org.